0: We have got a guest in chair two right now. Mark Griffith is with me. Mark is the executive director of the South Central Minnesota EMS. Did I get that right?
1: Yeah, spot on. Yep.
0: Well, thanks for coming in. Well, thanks for having us. Gotta say, uh, say a big thanks to my friend Jim Shill for uh, getting us hooked up together and um, making sure that we got to have a good conversation about what it is that you do. Okay, executive director, you're in charge of the South Central Minnesota EMS. What does that all encompass? When we say EMS, I'm just mm-hmm. thinking immediately ambulance.
1: Sure, sure. And that's a great question. So um, as the executive director for the South Central region, the state has eight EMS regional systems. Um, and I happen to have what, what I think is probably one of the smarter of those. The best, of those, right? The yeah. best of those systems. <laughs> um, but what we do is we work with um, ambulance and fire departments and law enforcement, anybody that's really involved with public safety. Um, we work with them. We support them through education, through, um, you know, helping with recruiting, like okay. we'll be talking about today. Um, and, and we cover everywhere from the Iowa State line down around from uh, Martin County and, and uh, Faribault County okay. up to Sibley County and Lee Seward and west to Brown County and...
0: So you've really got your hands in everything then as yeah. uh, any kind of emergency response i, I think when yeah. we when we think about that we were kind of talking a little bit before we turned the mics on about when i when I think about a job to that scale I think oh, you're rushing into burning buildings and you're i mean you're doing all the the emergency work
1: absolutely yeah there's a there's a a, a ton that goes into uh into, into EMS for sure. And, uh, and, and yeah, like you said, I mean, you know, folks, I think a lot of people think that, uh, that all of our EMS providers spend time running up mountains into volcanoes and rescuing people from, from burning buildings. And certainly that does happen. Well, I guess the volcano thing doesn't happen that often, but <laughs> not
0: not but, in this region, <laughs> but, uh,
1: but, uh, but a lot of that is, is, I mean, the, the, our, those folks do so well, um, in being there for somebody when they are most vulnerable, period. Right,
0: I mean, Um, you pick up the emergency, you know, your 911s and are making those calls and people are responding, you hope yeah you hope people are. tell me a little bit about you and how you got started in this work like way back in the day i mean where do you, how do you end up where you are
1: sure so um well actually i had uh i was working in saint charles um i was working for a food processing plant as a cost accountant and
0: uh whoa wait a minute totally different oh yeah right?
1: oh my goodness this is this is i'm so glad you asked me the story i'd love telling this story <laughs> <laughs> so uh the local ambulance saint charles ambulance had uh had come out to North Star where I was working and they were looking for some volunteers to help cover during the daytime right and our so the plant owner was he liked the idea and he asked a couple of us if we wanted to you know did we have any interest in taking the EMT class and
0: I was going to say, you're going to have to be trained for that. It's not like you're going to go out and immediately know how to stitch people up, oh, or, no. right? Well, yeah, absolutely. And,
1: <laughs> well, and I was thinking, you know, well, we get some free class, you know, and uh, and I get out of work a little bit every week. Should yeah, this oh, sure. And at the time, I didn't, I, I, and I swear to you, I did not know the difference between a stethoscope and a hammer. I just didn't. Um,
0: right. Well, and, how could, why would you, right? I yeah, yeah. had
1: no interest. And so I got into it. Um, I took the class and I joined St. Charles Ambulance. That, that was my first opportunity and I loved it. I love the people in it. I love just the, the feeling of, of doing something that most people don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so I, I did that as a volunteer for years. Um, North Star, unfortunately, burned down back in 2009. Yeah. And the, um, the South Central region had a had a job opening as an education person, and I applied. And that's how I got on with the region. and.
0: Wow, yeah, what what do you think it is about somebody that's able to respond or to somebody in crisis like that? Is that that you have? There's got to be something different than other people.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's and you know it it's you know for me and I think a lot of the a lot of the responders that I work with, I, there is there is something that that clicks um, that just clicks when you are. In front of somebody that that is in the most vulnerable spot they could be in, right? right? They they need help, um, and that's where that's where EMS folks excel. Be it volunteer, be it full time, I mean that is where they excel. Um, it's kind of like being a pilot. Um, you can be the world's greatest pilot, but they judge you on the landing,
0: right? Mm-hmm.
1: So, and that's what people remember. They remember how they were treated when 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 the when the ambulance crew got there, or when the, or when the first responders got there. And and these folks do that so well, so well.
0: And those the, the ability to make decisions mm-hmm. that you're going to need, like life life saving decisions. Yeah,
1: it it is. It, it, it's, it's, and that's really where, where teamwork comes involved, um, becomes involved. That was one of, that's where I certainly learned teamwork. Right, I I know I didn't have all the answers. I mean i i was I was two months removed from not knowing what a stethoscope was, right. but I knew that I had two or three other people on that call that we could bounce off. Of each other, and if I was forgetting something, or if they were forgetting something, you talk it out, and you, in an instant, you can you can figure these things out, or at least get your foot down the right path to start with.
0: Is it still possible to do that type of work coming out of a different type of job? It is. You know, like back in the day, everyone's like, "Oh, I started in the on the sales floor, and now yeah. I own the company." Is it <laughs> is it still possible? Yeah,
1: it is, and in fact. Um, Eighty percent of the EMTs and first responders we have in our region are volunteer. They all have other jobs. Oh, okay. They all work as electricians and as farmers and as you know anything but EMS. Um, and then in their off time or when they can do it, this is what they go do. They go serve their communities. They they go respond to calls and and uh, it's it's a they just they do a fantastic job.
0: Age ranges? Do you have uh, the young to those retired, or we do? Yeah, for the most part, most of our most of
1: our responders are, are at least eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but we have responders as old. We've seen responders as old as 80, 81, 82 years old that still help. You know, may, maybe they don't get in the back of the ambulance anymore, right. but they still help out. They they help with inventory, or they might drive once in a while for sure. You know, I think uh, you know there's there's a just a number of folks out there that just. They they just had that passion for it, you know, and if they couldn't be in the field, they certainly wanted to support those who could.
0: And talk about the training. How long did it take you to, I mean, do you do you still feel comfortable now doing, I mean, I'm sure you're in a different position now, right? Yeah. So, um, but how long did it take you to feel comfortable and confident? Um,
1: it, it's taken me 20 years. Oh, yeah. It, it is. It's, it. there's always that, uh. For me, there's always that kind of that uncertainty, you know, I've, I've always that's why I'm always looking to the people I'm running with or, right. you know, to just to make sure I'm on that right track.
0: And you're never uh,
1: really by yourself then
0: when you're working. Do you usually have a partner?
1: Yeah, typically you would. Um, now, 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 certainly all of our not every every town in South Central has an ambulance, right? Mm-hmm. They do have first responder agencies and sometimes those folks will have to respond by themselves because they're the only ones there. Um, um but in that, you know, in that case, it, it does, it comes back to training, um, and, you know, and you know, the first couple steps, you know, you know, you remember how to ride that bike, you can get there, I know one, two and three have to happen. After that, I can, I can take a breath and I can think this thing through.
0: Tell me a little bit about the different levels, because you've mentioned a few things. Mm-hmm. You've mentioned the the EMTs, you've mentioned first responders, is it, not, is it the same thing? Or can you be, yeah. uh, I, I assume if you're an EMT, you are a first responder, can you be a first responder without being an EMT? third the lingo,
1: yeah, no, I and I'm glad you asked that because I, I, will, I will throw that first responder term out everywhere. But so in EMS, we have, uh, we really have a few different levels, right? You, we certainly have drivers. We have folks that, you know, they have some CPR training, um, but they just want to drive. You know, they're they, they maybe they drive for a living or whatnot. But they, um, they will go get equipment for you. They will, you know, make sure everything is cleaned or stocked and that sort of thing. Um, but. F- the lowest or the, the, the starting level, as far as patient care goes, would mm-hmm. be an emergency medical responder, an EMR. EMR. And an EMR is about, uh, that takes a, about 48 hours of training. Um, and they, they learn the very basics of patient care, right? They're, they're watching for airway and breathing and circulation, and they know how to, how to make each one of those happen if it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, you have EMT, um, which is the emergency medical technician, and that's that's what I am. Okay. Now that training is about 168 hours, so it's a it's a bit more, um, and you learn the same thing that the first responders are doing. That I'm sorry, the EMRs, the <laughs> <Well, laughs> EMRs, the EMRs okay. are doing. Um, but now, but you have a little bit more to the science behind it, right? I know why, you know, why head wounds bleed so bad, or I know, you know. I know, I know a little bit more about physiology or how things are interconnected.
0: Okay. Just a little bit more training. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. A little bit more training. Um, in the field, they are side by side. There is not an EMT out there that doesn't function well without a, a really great first responder next to them. Hmm. There really isn't. Um, but then from there, you go to paramedic. Um, oh, okay. And... Um, Paramedic—that's that's that is really involved and now you're talking upwards of of twelve to fourteen hundred hours of training if and have probably that's probably on the low end there Um, and they are they're going to learn pharmaceuticals they're gonna learn everything we've already talked about okay but now they're gonna learn the chemistry and the physiology behind all of it plus more medications and paramedics, they can they can do a lot more than an EMT can in the field okay, for sure. They can That was push, my question. Yeah. Yeah, they can push pain medications. They can they can read um, um, readouts on like a twelve lead.
0: Okay. You know,
1: um, like when we hook up to check cardiac rhythms and stuff, they can they can read those. Um, and they really they are our go to folks in the field. So if I'm so I run in New Richland once in a while okay. and if we if I have hit the limits of my training and we have just we don't have any other tools in the bag, um, we get on the radio and we call for paramedics mm-hmm. and so we'll have the, the our friends at Mayo or friends at North will come come get us and, and take it to the next level take that that, uh, that response to the next level.
0: Is that where you, it usually goes from like a paramedic and ambulance to the hospital or mm-hmm. if, if it needs to?
1: Yeah. So if we, so as an EMT um, and most of the services and most of the ambulance services in our region are staffed by EMTs. Okay. Um, If they, and again, if they hit the limits of those training, they have a paramedic come and they will kind of take that to the next level. And from there, yeah, we will go on to the hospital from
0: there. Interesting. You bet. Wow. A lot Uh, of moving parts. There (laughs) is, there is. Mark Griffith is with us today, the executive director of South Central Minnesota EMS, kind of talking a little bit about how it all works. We're going to talk about... How you can get involved, really? I wasn't yeah. expecting to have that conversation yeah. after that. such it seems very technical, but um, yeah. how you can get involved, and there's a call for uh, volunteers. We want to talk about volunteers and people that are are paid to do so. Yeah, so uh, stick around a little bit with us here. It's talk of the town, Lisa K middays on k t o e back on KTOE. It's Middays with Lisa Kay, and we are talking today all about the South Central Minnesota EMS with the Executive Director Mark Griffith, who is our guest today. And Mark, we talked a little before the break about volunteers and people getting paid mm-hmm. for this. In what capacity can you work with the South Central Minnesota EMS?
1: So with any of the services in our in our region, and, and, and to be honest with you, Lisa, any service in the state, you can take a dart, throw it at a map, and that service is gonna need help. Um, and you can do that in any capacity, mm. any capacity, whatever works best for you. And that's the beauty of this, right? If you are, let's say you host a, a radio show and uh. you wanted to do this just in the evenings, reach out to your local your local providers and tell them, hey, I can only work evenings. You know, They will, most of these folks will work with you on this. Um, and we do, we have a couple different tiers out there for sure. You have volunteers. Um, and when we say volunteers, most of our services will offer a stipend, you know, for you to to take time out to take call, you mm-hmm. know, to even be available for call. Um, on the ambulance services, you might get a little extra to actually go on an ambulance run where you get in the ambulance and take somebody oh, somewhere. Okay. Um, if you're looking for something a, a bit more, you know, a bit more changing. Um, Certainly, you know, we have Mayo Clinic, we have North Memorial, we have Ridgeview, we have Alina. Those are career services. And they're all, they're in the same boat that our volunteers are. They are looking for help. Um,
0: So has it gotten worse? I know there's a lot of mm -hmm. businesses and industries looking for help right now, but this, like, our emergency medical services, that's pretty critical.
1: It is. um, You know, and there's a, a couple different reasons. You know, certainly, certainly, you know, the pandemic is the most recent, you know, folks, uh, the pandemic was hard on our folks and hard on everybody in healthcare. Um, we've struggled with EMS, um, staffing for probably 20 years. Mm-hmm. And it really comes down to, especially in the rural services, it comes down to, these are again, volunteers, right? These are folks that are maybe bank tellers during the day and do this on their off time. Right? When do they, you know, they, they do, they take call, they take care of the public, but how much time do they have left to go recruit or go pull people in.
0: Sure. And then
1: by the time you realize that you're short or that you need more people, um, you're really behind the you're really behind the curve. And that's where the region can kind of step in and kind of try to be that extra set of hands.
0: So when you're talking about um, the organization needing help with emergency medical providers, you're talking about the things that we spoke about, like ambulance drivers, your first responders, your EMTs, people that are willing to Learn, mm-hmm. um, but there's a cost involved with paying for training. I mean, mm-hmm. if I go to a you know school and for EMT, I'm sure that's going to cost something.
1: Absolutely, and uh, you know, so on the for most of our most of our services, will pay for you to take that training. The ambulance services, oh. most of them, will pay for you to become an EMT um, or an EMR. Um, even the uh, even your your larger um, organizations, you know your Mayos, your Alinas, they have programs to help you offset the cost of being a medic. The state actually has just come out with a uh, a scholarship effective January first that will that will put money towards paramedic education. You know that's that's almost two years of college. Wow. Um, yeah. So there's there's a lot of different ways to skin this cat. But if you're um, if you're thinking about getting into EMS, do not let cost be do not let cost scare you away at okay. all. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. And so, where would we go to get more information um, from somebody like you or your organization about this? Is Shh. there is there a place that we can go?
1: Absolutely, you can uh, you can get hold of me directly. Um, we have a website. Um, it's uh, sc-ems.org, um, and right there on our homepage, it's there's a, a spot you can click to how do you to find out how you can become a member of EMS. Um, if you can't remember everything, I just kind of put out there. Um, just contact your local your local emergency services, your local fire department, your local ambulance, and ask them, hey, how do I get involved? Every one of those folks, every single provider in the nine counties is so approachable and will bend over backwards to get you information.
0: And I didn't realize they were looking for help. By the way, if you want to uh, go on KTOE.com after I get off the air today, I'll make sure that this interview, along with that link to that website, is out on the internet, on KTOE.com, uh, as most of my broadcasts actually are. So uh, you'll have that right away. Thank you so much. Did we miss anything today? There's
1: No, that, I mean, there's, you know, Lisa, and again, I just, I, and we have talked a little bit offline, but uh, thank you so much. This is, you know, I just anything we can do to, to let folks know that our services do need help.